right in the bomb. Cover your ears. Ooh, she should just, you should just tell her not to listen to this. Yeah, for, that, for the love of God, none of our mothers should be listening to this episode. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I am going to be your extremely hyped host, Ian, two E's, double E-E squared, and everything above. Here, joining me, next to me, virtually, to my right, Kyle, with a Are you so hyped that maybe for this episode you're six E's instead of two E's? I am however many E's I can like spam on a keyboard right now, which would be probably a million. A million E's. E. It's Ian with a million E's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kyle, doing, how you doing? Uh, great. Ian, I got a heady on that one. I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just drinking my favorite... Um, liquid which is liquid death sparkling water straight from the alps um it really murders my thirst and to be honest (laughs) with hashtag death to plastic we make sure that they donate 10 percent of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution so just when you're checking out make sure it's red rum that's (laughs) r-e-d-r-u-m with liquid death and uh yeah no i'm doing good though How how are you ian liquid rage what is it called Liquid, Liquid death. death, not a sponsor. Um, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Did you ask me how I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm doing good. I'm I'm doing very good. Um, just finished work. Um, you know, just calming down now, and uh, ready to host this cast. I'm very excited. If you could, you seem calm to me. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um. What have you been up to lately? Have you seen any movies? Have you indulged in any um, entertainment? Well, um, I've been working a lot, um, shooting for a promotion. So I've been going through a lot of uh, hoops on that end. So I haven't had a lot of free time. Uh, I did, as I said on the last cast, but I'll let you know since you weren't on it. I did watch the first episode of Peacemaker. Oh, and... do you really want to? You really want to taste it? Mm-hmm. And did you I... hatred huh? for? Oh. Did you overcome your hatred for John Cena? No, it's still there. But I will say, uh, it was a good episode. It was fun. It was well written, well directed. Uh, James Gunn is awesome, and I look forward to watching the rest. I was saying it gives me like hardcore The Boys vibes off of Amazon. Oh yeah. Uh, which I like that show a lot, but yeah, it's good. And then I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation 5, waiting so I can beat that and, well, not waiting, um, trying to beat that so I can play Horizon Forbidden West. Um, that's a great game. And what else? That's really it. And then I watch this. I have a lot of free time, so. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, also joining us, Brendan, a.k.a. The New Blood. Brendan, 
what have you been up to lately? How are you doing? First, uh, well, first of all, for this episode, I will only respond to being called the Comeback King. The uh, Comeback King. With the Comeback, the Comeback King. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey Feldman for dropping a banger um, of a song. Absolute banger. He is our modern day Michael Jackson. Whereas <laughs> Michael Jackson molested kids, he was molested as a kid. Jeez, oh my god! Getting into it. Haven't even started the movie. Um, god, hashtag rape. Jesus. And I mean, you know, as as we talk right now, uh, the Russian military has currently surrounded Kiev and mm. will most likely be attempting their second attempt at trying to take over the capital. Um, in Texas, it is now illegal to be a trans child, and Florida just made the word gay illegal in schools. Um, but really? otherwise... So all that being said, Brennan's doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking fantastic. So are you telling me no Flintstones in Florida schools? Are, are they gay? All right. What? You don't get the reference? No, are Flintstones gay? A gay old time? Oh, good one. I got uh, it. I got uh, it. It clicked uh, now. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, Wait, but... Uh, is that Flintstones? Yeah, pretty sure. No. We'll have is a it? gay old time. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. That was something... That, that's the Simpsons. <laughs> that, that was the Simpsons. <laughs> no, that was Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. Okay, but uh, consumption-wise... Uh, I'm currently neck deep in a in a, a ranking article uh, for horror obsessive of the Wrong Turn franchise. Um, so I have watched all seven of those recently. Um, I've been watching Zach, my roommate, play Elden Ring. Uh, mm, I want that. It is dope. I'm terrible at like Souls games, so I don't play them. But I love to watch people play them. Um, so yeah, I've just been watching him grind it, and that game is so cool. Oh yeah, all the classes you can you can literally be guts from Berserk, Kyle. I know that's my first choice right there. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, I've been obsessively listening to the last podcast on the left. Oh, why? Why did I? Why did I put? I put, I feel like I put weird inflections on it. The last podcast on the left. I feel like I, I put a weird inflection on it there. Um, I am just so obsessed. Everything I do in my daily life now, I'm listening to that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I would recommend people listen to us first and then... Nah, you know, fuck that. Just turn us off. Go listen to the last podcast. <laughs> they are better. <laughs> Those guys, they are so funny. The the stuff, the, the stuff nice. that they talk about is absolutely crazy. Um, and I think I've listened to the three-part uh, 9-11 series like four times. And I cannot tell you how many times I cried listening to that. The um, amount of research that they put in and love into every episode while still retaining their humor and comedy is is it's pretty gold it's insane gold. and they pump they pump out an episode a week like with solid research for every single thing um it's it, it, it is very impressive i have to say i mean that's why they're one of the number one podcasts that that totally makes sense um oh also i got retweeted uh by 
uh, sports commentator uh, Andrew Perloff. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I was just drunk, and I was like, "Hey, he looks like Scott Ackerman," and he uh, responded. So that that's that. Sweet, Ian. What um, have you been up to? Oh, thank you for asking, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, last week I was in the District of Columbia um, visiting my mother, and um, well, you were in DC, and you didn't tell me. Yes. Oh. Anyways, um, yeah, I was visiting my mom, watched a ton of movies, because that's all we do. That's how we connect. That's how we bond with each other. Um, so I watched like 30 movies within a week, which melted my mind. Um, I did I did mute that channel until you got back. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like three. I, I watched six movies one day. My um, Apple Watch was just popping off every fucking two hours. I was like, I gotta mute this thing. I gotta mute this thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad, but good. Um, bad, but but good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of um because I don't have Hulu, so I used her account. Um, so I watched a bunch of uh, movies that have been on my list for a long time. Um, like, uh, what was it? Possessor. Um, I watched the new movie Spencer, which is about Princess Diana. Um, Wait, you watched uh, Possessor with your mom? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Okay, because I I would have been curious as to what her thoughts were on that, because... Well, she was there. She kind of... We have this weird thing where she... Well, she'll pick a movie, and then she'll just be on her phone the entire time, and then look up and be like, ooh, that's weird. Ooh, that's... (laughs) She'll just be commenting throughout the entire movie without watching it. So at the end, she will like not understand a single thing that happened, but she'll be like, "Oh, that was such a good movie." <laughs> so oh, that's like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of deal we got going on there. Um, it explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I watched. Um, I mean, there wasn't really. I watched Memento. That was probably the highlight of my week for that. Is week. it your favorite Christopher Nolan movie now? Um. Or what is your favorite? Probably The Prestige. Ooh, it's a good one. I like, yeah, Christian Bale um, and Hugh Jackman. Come on. Double whammy right there. Mm, Whammy. Have Um, you guys seen the cast? Whammy! Have you guys (laughs) seen the cast for the new Nolan flick? No. I have. Brendan Fraser, right? Oh, no, that's Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. It's got a pretty stacked cast, actually. Who's I'm not going to go into the names. Oh, okay. I forgot already. Okay. But I do know that... Um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. It's still got... Like, oh, yeah. uh, Killian Perfy is like normal. It's got... Oh, a, fantastic. It, it's got an Arsgard in it. <gasps> it's got... It's got to be Bill. I think no, it's the one who plays the... uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Bill. That's Bill. And then... Uh, fuck, man. There's actually a lot more. I'm just blanking on them right now. But yeah, it's got a, it's got a good cast, though. So. I'm That's fair. Do you guys have a favorite, a favorite Nolan movie? I do. Which is Dunkirk. I like Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I haven't yeah. seen that. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Brennan. Uh, my favorite has to be Tenant. Um, no. Uh, oh God, I, I, I no. Uh, the, <laughs> I was about to kick you from the Discord, the, and then this website. Uh, my favorite is The Prestige. I'm a huge oh. fucking magic nerd. Um, yeah, and I, I love doing magic. And that movie, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. 
Yeah, it's in my top three for sure. Yeah. I haven't seen Memento though. So Yeah, I just I saw it for the first time. It's uh it's a people um it's fine. go on about the the um plot twist, I guess. Um, but it just has a very good ending. Um it, I I didn't find it much of a twist. Brendan, can you it's been it's been so long since I've seen it. It's been wiped from my mind. Oh, that's a reference. I'm I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> it is because he has short term memory loss or something okay, like that. I get it. I I, I got in increments of like five minutes, I believe. It's a very short term. Uh, yes, very short term. Um. Oh, but I did want to go over a movie with you. Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre, twenty twenty two. Kyle, did you end up seeing this movie? Not yet. No. Okay. First of all, get on that. Second of all, Brendan, hit me with your spoiler free girthy thoughts. thoughts. Spoiler free. <laughs> spoiler free girthy of, thoughts. Y- yes. Yes. Um, I thought it was stupid. Uh, I had high hopes for it because the the, the cover art for it is like that that like weirdly kind of painted face that's there that's not there i thought that they were going to make it you know either very dark or very like maybe experimental um but it was so messy and so over the place it couldn't decide what it wanted to be um some of the cool the kills were like all right that's neat but it doesn't feel like a texas chainsaw movie to me uh, and I would say that Texas Chainsaw 3D is a thousand times better than that. I do not disagree with anything you just said, yes. but I did get quite a bit of enjoyment out of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I think that the plot was near non-existent, and it almost... um acts as like a vessel to just show Leatherface going ham on kills. And he does in this film. He rips some zoomers apart and it is wildly entertaining in my opinion. Is it the highest body count one? He, yeah, it has to be. So it's just copying Halloween kills or what? Pretty much. Gotcha. Pretty much. There's a lot of resemblance. Um, Both have like really bad stories. Um, and just show the killer like at its at its best. Do you disagree, anyone? Bueller? Uh, no, I, I I think that the I think that that description is is pretty on point, honestly. So Halloween Kills has a bad story to you, Brennan? Well, no, I don't, I don't agree with that, but I don't feel like going into that. I I've made my thoughts <laughs> yeah. about Halloween Kills. We're done ripping on here. Brendan for Halloween Kills. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't trying to rip on him. I was. Because he said he agreed with you on all of what you just said, but yeah, I, I was in my mind, I was brushing that aside. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> just trying to clarify. It's like it doesn't hurt me. <laughs> Alligator tears. Those are real. I own them. Um, I just cry on the inside. That's sad. Did you guys want to go over the movie right now, or anything else? Anything else new? Uh, I don't got anything new. I don't, I don't have anything new. Cool. Then let's start the cast. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's get the show on the move. We are talking about 
Taro Ishii's 1969 Nice Orgies of Edo. Nice? <laughs> <laughs> no, the film was called Orgies of Edo, but I did add the nice after the year, which is totally understandable. Oh, oh, geez. I am slow today. I get it. Yeah. Come what on, bro. the hell? Come oh, on. my God. Usually, usually better than that. Um... So I feel like I have to do a little bit of explanation for this, <laughs> for, for giving you guys this uh, viewing. Um, where do I start? Where so, do you start? <laughs> so let me start at the beginning. Um, J- Japan, right? It's a country. <laughs> What a weird place. Beautiful Beautiful is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Okay, beautiful. What a beautiful place. Mount Fuji, chef's kiss. Um, so Japan, I mean, I guess like every country in the world kind of has eras of films that are very popular. Um, today we are covering a, a pinky film which is a pretty big genre and was very popular uh, between, uh, what is it, mid-60s to mid-80s. Mid-80s, sorry. Um, Pinky films, the technical term could be any Japanese film that has nudity. Um, So it could literally be any film. Um, But what it's more widely known as and when people discuss pinky films or pink films, they're more um, discussing a genre of filmography that came out during that time, which is very expressive and creative and filled with weird passion projects and just big budget studios like Toei giving money to these independent directors and letting them just go wild. Um, and this is one of those. Did so? What was the fine? Was there? I assume there was good financial gain from these. Oh yeah, no, these okay. were huge. Um, this was coming off of the Yakuza era, which was like a gigantic. People f- love Yakuza movies. I'm. They're still making those today. Um, so this is like coming off of that. It's also an era like in the '60s where. Uh, the movie industries thought that TV was going to be the future and movies were dying. So they were just pumping out things that were trying to grab audience attentions and seeing if they worked. And these just blew up. Um, was there a film that like kicked off the pinky subgenre, pinky films? There was. I do not speak Japanese. Um it was so, an independent movie. This um, is a Toei company, Studios movie, which Taro Ishii kind of was the head lead, and he is just a big name in Pinky Films itself. Um, do you know the origin of the term Pinky Films, like why it's called that? Yeah, pink means uh, naked, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. So it is a Japanese like word. I just don't know how to say it. There's a lot of naked in this. There is quite a bit of naked quite a bit of naked i do not suggest this movie for people under 18 um 
but this is your guys's first uh peaky film i'm guessing possibly i doubt it's brendan is it yours brendan i mean i i would say probably not but i can't be for certain about that it's mine (laughs) (laughs) no hesitation it's mine okay and um give me your thoughts uh what sorry hold on i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you guys a prompt question uh what did you think what is your first thoughts of um tara ishii like what do you think not like of the director himself but of this movie so what do we think of the director based off the movie what do you think of like this genre since you're new to it kyle um, I guess it depends on which. Were you like, what into kind of, it? Did you not like it? I was into certain aspects of it. I liked certain aspects of it. Um, but the whole sex exploitation stuff. Yeah, I could see it serving a purpose in certain films. I don't. No, I'm not going to say that. I see what he was trying to do, um, but. I uh, don't think it was delivered in a way that was appealing to me. Okay. Well said. Well said. Yeah, this this genre definitely isn't for everyone, um, but it does have a market. It does have a pretty big market um, because Arrow Video... I mean, they just have a lot of these films and they keep producing them, so it, it has to be like... I can get more into detail if you want. I just didn't know how yeah. big we're we're trying to be right now. No, do please. Do please. Who says that? I like, do. I, like <laughs> I like the things he was trying to tackle. Like I like the like the mental health stuff he was trying to you know, to kind of tackle. The blind love, the self harm to be with the one you love, yeah. the taboo eroticism. I kinda like how the message that I got from what the doctor kind of led with in the beginning and end with at the end when he was carrying the baby is that the Edo period is kind of dramatized, dram, dramatized. Please, hey Brennan. Dramatized. <laughs> dramatized. No. no, not dramatized. Dramatized. Thank you. Oh. Kind of like I think we do the same thing with westerns. But, like, showing that they still have, like, skeletons in their history, like, in their closet. Like, we make Westerns out to be some crazy high fantasy kind of thing with, like, the big tough guys saving everyone. And in their Edo period, they made a lot of films probably like that, too. But in the Westerns, they don't always cover, like, racism and rape and lack of women's rights and all that kind of stuff. And this was kind of showing the darker side of that period. So I like that, but I'm, sorry, I'm glad you know what the Edo period is though. Yeah, I do. Cause that adds a lot of context. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I liked the, you know, the certain things he was trying to tackle, but I don't like the way it was delivered personally. That's fair. Uh, Brennan. Uh, so I have seen at least one other uh pinky film i saw one of the female prisoner Ooh. um i i, just, I don't remember which one because there, there's like a bunch of them right there's four okay and then like a couple that were like kind of knockoffs 
Yeah, so I, I saw one of those. <clears throat> Don't really remember it too much. Um, but this movie, I, I'm kind of up in the air on it. So I'm still trying to formulate my thoughts. I think it's some of the shots were so beautiful and there was some like real high art in here, but I am personally a big and not a big fan of the rape revenge subgenre or just rape in general. I find it, very distasteful and i feel feel like it's very rarely handled appropriately in films um this movie just kind of felt gross to me (laughs) and i felt unclean watching it like i and please don't take offense to this. Like I'm not happy with myself that I watched it because it put images in my head that, yeah, I may have seen like something similar in another movie, but it just put like gross images and thoughts in my head that I'm like, I just don't like this. So I am thankful for the few moments of, you know, great cinematography, beautiful shots. Um, But there was just so much about this that, that, I don't want to say. It, I guess I could say it. May it didn't disturb me, but it just made me uncomfortable. Okay. Well said. Um, yeah. Again, this the, these type of movies aren't for everyone, and they are very like uh, they're meant to be very disturbing and kind of make you feel uncomfortable, like like Brendan was. So, I guess it, it was doing its job. Um, these movies aren't supposed to be taking seriously a lot of them are very goofy and um i would disagree with that uh this one this one's pretty goofy what what that time it's very goofy <laughs> when and it's a, in in a lot of these um i know i started you guys off on like a pretty hefty one i probably should have like i don't think this one was that hefty honestly and well, i don't think it felt it was, something different well, I'm speaking for myself, and I don't think that it was meant to be goofy. Like, I think there might have been, like, the only goofy part was when the, like, chick threw a fish at the guy and he caught it with his mouth. But, like, (laughs) other than that, like, I think all the topics they were trying to tackle aren't goofy. And please, before we get any further, because, like, I'm just curious, what do you think of the film? Um, I like how unique it is. I like how it's probably something that I'll never see ever in my life in real life. Hopefully like the, I like these movies because I don't want to experience them in real life. It's kind of like how someone goes to a zoo, like you're 10 feet from an alligator or a crocodile, or that's pretty much the same animal. I I could have picked a different one, a lion, right? Like you would never want to encounter that in real life, like in, in the wild. So you go to a zoo where it's safe to to watch them. Same with movies. For, so you're for saying, me at least. So you're saying watching rape from a distance is no. similar to going to a <laughs> no. zoo. It's a little, it's a little better than being there. <laughs> Ugh, for people who haven't seen this, like... Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, continue. It's not like... Uh, it's a hard subject because it's not like glorifying rape. It's being comfortable with sexuality. Mm. 
or being comfortable with the reality that these things happen. Yes. And it is a kind it's supposed to be like a period piece, not factual, but like set in this era where these things like definitely could have happened. Like in the in the Edo period or Edo, um Japan isolated themselves for like 200 years. So these things definitely could have happened. Um but do you guys want to get into the movie? I thought we already were. <laughs> All right. Um, we already pretty much went, went in thoughts. Um, would you guys add this to your, your collection? No. No? For ben no. Brendan? Would That's you explore be... more of this genre? Um, be a question. Probably not. Eh, no, maybe... Uh... If I, if I got like a list of like the top 10, maybe. this is in the top 10. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so yeah, this is a pretty popular one. All right. Maybe if we, if we, if we did another, if we covered another one, yes, of course, definitely. But I probably won't go out of my way. There are more movies like, not like this, but like there are more pinky films that have less sex like this one does like this one's called orgies of Edo. like i'm not so like uncomfortable with the fact that it had a lot of sex i want to see a director make a quote-unquote pinky film where the sex actually makes sense with the progression of the story like like oh yeah no yeah yeah okay those movies Um, do exist in the genre cool cool like the entire um What's it called? Uh, Female Prisoner Scorpion series. It's it's rape revenge. And then there's like nude shower scenes, which are pretty awesome. Not because it's a bunch of new women, but because it's it's well lit. There's a lot of great cinematography. <laughs> there's, there's well lit. There's you can scene. see everything. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, so people don't know, haven't seen this movie. Great. Make make me feel like a pervert, but like it, it's a great scene where this girl is like chasing down. Uh, like she's got different lights going on it's, it's a it's a great scene but um yeah germanticized <laughs> germanticized i can't i'm still not getting it continue Germant- <laughs> germanticized the Germantic. act of making something german okay um the the opening like uh oh yeah that dance I, I, I guess it's, it's, i i wrote kabuki but it's not really kabuki because that has masks I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you're right. Think. Um but that that opening dance scene actually gave me like really high hopes for the movie. Oh, I thought like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I yeah, I, I I love Kabuki theater. I think it's wonderful. Same. Um but there okay. was that movie kind of uh, that that opening scene was very experimental and strange and, and it kind in like the opening credits how like when the names pop on 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 uh on screen like the font like violently like jumps towards you and jumps back like there were so many interesting things that they did in the first like two minutes and then it's just like rape 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 abortion rape yeah i thought there was going to be way more style and flair to the movie based on that that intro and it set a tone that never carried through I thought For there me. were some great scenes, personally. Well, well no, there's. I, I'm not talking about scenes being great. I'm just talking about the tone of the intro never translated into the movie. 
Like I, I was agree. expecting two different things. I agree. And um, that scene is like reminiscent of another movie he has, which is called um, Horrors of Malformed Men, which I think, Brendan, I think you would actually like that one. It's a lot oh, more tamed than this. It's horrors. still like weird. Oh, okay. I have, a, I have a list up and I thought you said whores and I was like, because I saw the malformed man part on the list and I thought, yeah. I, I I just misheard you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's okay. But that, that one I think you would enjoy or you would like more than this and you wouldn't feel like a dirty little boy. Um, Did you guys like the atmosphere? That's probably one of my favorite parts of this film. Not really. No. What about the um, the rug scene? Uh, I okay. So that that's one thing I did want to bring up. Like that was a really nice shot. Yeah. Um, but then what's going on? Can I get into spoilers now? Oh, we're full. We're past that. Okay. Hanji rapes her. Oh, Oido, Oido. Um, Hanji rapes her, and then gaslights her into being a prostitute yeah it, yeah. It, it, it didn't human yeah but so if someone rapes you there's a good chance you probably won't fall in love with them well there's people like that though that's kind of what i was talking about yeah. the, like people that will do self-harm t- to themselves or like how many people do you know like good well maybe not know personally but have heard of that are like genuinely good people that just stay in terrible relationships like just terrible with with terrible people. That's true. Yeah, I think this um, is just one of those situations. That's gonna be the first story, and I have a little summary. Um, before we get into it, uh, man manipulates woman into becoming a geisha to make him money. That's essentially what the uh, the uh, first story is about. It it is a anthology film. I, I forgot to mention that. Um, and then he fucks her sister. <laughs> and then he fucks her sister. <laughs> Or nor. Or nor. The first note I have, naked chicken fights. Let's go. Is that, does that mean something? That means nothing to me. Naked chicken fight. Yeah, when they're, uh, when all the ladies are on their, uh, oh, yes. Like on their shoulders and they, oh, at the geisha house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so your first note was twenty minutes into this movie. No, that's like thirty-five times. <laughs> my second watch. I mean, I was already gonna bring up the the other things, but um, yeah, that, I thought that was awesome. Very kinky, very hot. Um, and then icky. <laughs> so this guy, terrible human being. We can all agree on that. Um, I wrote, hang him half naked on a tree, whip him. Shove peppers in his eyes, deserving. Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I, I feel like we have to kind of give some context because we just jumped from a chicken fight. I mean, yeah, definitely. To... To... <laughs> we jumped from Ian going chicken fight, hot, sexy, man hanging from tree, half naked. I love how this is like your guide to the first story. This is excellent. So, just, so, 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 basically, for some context, if you're if, if if you're listening, if you're listening and it. haven't seen this movie, the context is Hanji Bales Oido's. How do you say her name? Uh, Oido. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
Oh, I'll just I'm I'm just gonna keep probably mispronouncing it. Um, Hanji bails her sister out of money that she owes a gang, and then to do that, Hanji takes money out from another gang, and then Oido pays for that. Right? This guy just so, gets wrapped up in a lot of bad shit, and he yeah, starts yeah. using this girl as pretty much just a slave but sex trafficking her around so he can get money in return to pay off his debts yeah yeah and when he he manipulates her to gain profit yeah so when he rapes her before she falls in love with him she becomes pregnant and then once she's finally a geisha uh it turns out she tells people that she is pregnant and then during the half-naked hanging man scene with the peppers in the eyes, someone takes a fucking rock right to her gut. Oh Yeah, man, when that happened, died. dude, yeah. Dom was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, she would, like, like, that scene kind of, like, was like, fuck. That would I, probably uh, not feel good. So I really enjoyed the, um, what's the scene where they're running through the, like, the, the rugs yeah yeah that scene was cool like the editing was fast paced it was fun until she got raped and then i was like oh that was a beautiful moment that turned horrible (laughs) and um yeah i okay so let's start where do you place this one in your ranking of the three stories ian we'll go with you first oh um i'd say this is like second second okay what did you like most about this the cinematography, the atmosphere, I thought it was really great. Um, there's a couple really good shots, um, especially at the end when they're carrying her dead body um, after the after they hit her with a rock, I believe. Um, uh, they're carrying her to the river. Um, that was my thought, favorite personal like imagery was when he's like on his walking stick and he's like chasing after them and like it does the side shot and they're on like you know the guided trail shot and. It's like the walk to throwing her into the river. That was a beautiful shot. I love that shot a lot. Yes. What about you, Brendan? Where does this go in as far as like your your placement in the three? Uh, it, like if you had to pick, probably second. I would also say, um, yeah that that final shot that was a really good shot. Um, there was one other shot that I really really liked in it. Um, I mean, obviously, one was the carpet room, but that's not it. I, I can't remember what there was another shot that I really enjoyed. Um, was it the naked chicken fight? No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I remember. Uh, so, Ian, this actually might be something that you're able to answer. You've seen other films directed yeah. by this person, right? Okay. So, one thing I quickly started to notice, and I'm thinking that maybe this was just his style for the movie, or this is a style that he has, but he really likes to move the camera when action is happening. And so you'll have the subjects in the background. And then as he's moving the camera, he'll have other people like fully in front, top to bottom, block the lens as they yes. move or or trees uh, passing the camera as the action is happening behind it. And I thought that was a really interesting choice. Yeah, the first the first scene I saw where he did that is in the very beginning 
when she starts running away from the guy that um, she owes money to. At the market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's chasing her through the market. And as that's happening, that's the first shot where he does um, that, where, like, the people are crossing the focus of the lens and, like, the gates and stuff. It it looks really cool. I agree. Yeah, so, Ian, is that is that, like, his style, or is that just something he did in this movie? Oh, yeah. No, like, everything you see in this movie... Um, he just carries over to, to his, um, he had a bunch of films come out this year and, and, uh, within like five years, um, they all share like the exact same direction style. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. You know, I, I really appreciated that. I thought that that was a, that was a, it's a bold choice to make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I think the, um, the bull scene as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's a bold choice, and uh, he really pulled it off. Agreed. Hell yeah, it's good to hear. Um, so following, do we want to like rate that? I, I wasn't, I didn't have like us rating the. Do we? Oh god, I thought you said, do we want to rape that? I was like, let's stop talking about rape. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Well, we're gonna get into it next story, but um, I didn't have do us you... like rating the stories. But do you guys want to do that? Is that no? Okay, because they're not like directed by any um, yeah no, other no. directors, and it, it it all shares the, same, the exact same style essentially. Mm-hmm. So they all blend pretty well together. Um, but following this, um, very sad. She's floating down the river. Um, and then dwarf rape? Question mark. I think it's a little person, but I also did. I wrote exactly dwarf rape? Question mark. Well, they say dwarf in the in the movie. Yes, so I but I think that the per, well, well, I think that the preferred nomenclature is yeah. Okay. Um, the best part about that scene though was their uh, fake facial hair. It looked <laughs> yeah. rad, dude. Like they were metal as fuck with that facial hair. <laughs> metal. They reminded me of uh, shoot. Oh, it's oh, Nacho Libre. Yes. You know that that really like um the luchador, the little luchador mm-hmm. that he's fighting mm-hmm. who's like basically a monster. Yeah. <laughs> that thing that thing was amazing. Okay. Um, thing thing. I don't think <laughs> it's not a thing. Well, he was trying he was going for like a creature. That was like his thing. But it's okay. In the movie, in the luchador, Nacho Libre movie. Uh anyways, uh luckily she stops them and beats the living shit out of them that was a great scene that i that that was something even on second watch i was like oh is this gonna really happen is this really like after that super sad scene just gonna be like this yeah so the beginning of this one was a little confusing for me until it finally kind of gotten into it a little bit but like like how did you like first watching the beginning Ian? like how did you interpret what was going on like just in the beginning before it got like crazy into it i was extremely uncomfortable and very shocked and confused and because at first i just thought she was like um like real like a, a sex addict if you will like she was really into like crazy like which that and she's kind of what it turned into be yeah but just kind of as a result of like trauma, but which was pretty. She's crazy. a nymphomaniac. I, is that the word? But, but where did the little people come from? She, she hired them from the circus, circus. I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I guess so. She hired them to come and molest her. So I, I'm titling this film the Ultimate Simp trilogy. (laughs) So the second film, the guy who was simping over her the whole time, his her like uh, servant or caretaker or whatever. Oh yeah, mega simp. Probably simp of the year. Yeah, simp of the year for sure. So far, at least she hired or she made him go out to the circus to get these two little people to bring back because that was one way for her to get aroused. Yeah. So that was the, that was the explanation there. And then he rapes her at the very end. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he rapes her. Chokichi gives off big incel vibes. Incel. What's that? Uh, incel is like those people that do mass shootings because a girl won't have sex with them. Oh yeah, for well, sure. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, thing. He snaps. Yeah, he snaps, and that's what that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, that's yeah. So he, like so he, he's term. he's an incel. Like, yes, yes, incel, involunt- involuntarily celibate. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we can't technically call him an incel because he did get some, even though it was rape. He did get some. Super um, kinky though. She, she also, is. Also, uh, this one's kind of racist a little bit. She said that she's only into people that don't have perfect yeah. faces. And then the, hires a black guy. That black dude was handsome. Yeah. Like, I, what the I, fuck? I, that, I that immediately was a, thought that. I didn't take I, it that way. Really? Because I, I thought that was just like her preference was... Um, her uh, preference was, was mutilated or deformed kind of people. Men. Exactly. Yeah. And then and he, she and just, he was perfect. Yeah. So what does that tell you? I guess uh, it's just like the story gradually went on long enough for me to forget about that and just be like, oh, she wants to try an African an African man. Mm, that's not what that meant. Because okay. his his face wasn't deformed at all. No, no he, he was, was a, a normal dude, attractive dude, and he was a very handsome person. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole oh, yeah, that's well, I totally missed then. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed to me like she just wanted sexual experiences, like different kinds. From so different the, kinds of quote-unquote deformative things, people. I guess, yeah. Her I words. just thought that was her preference. It is. That's why, she wouldn't, sleep, that's why she wouldn't sleep yeah. with Kochiko. Well, Kochiki. I mean, I, uh, my preference is Latinas, but I'll take anything no, I can get, no, you know what I'm saying? You're basically saying that the African-American was deformed Deform. because of the color of his skin. Mm. Okay. And that's why this then is that's my racist. favorite segment. <laughs> then that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but if that's not the case, then um, I think differently. But if it is, I agree with you guys. For the record. Um, there weren't really any great shots from that I can think of. Oh, I, I disagree. Uh, oh. The one shot where she gets in the like water basin and her like legs are up and bent, mm. and she's talking to Cho Chokiki Cho Chokichi, um, and instead of the camera cutting to his face when he's responding, it shows you, the you, yeah, you, his oh, face yeah. is the reflection in the water, and oh, I think that kind of lens. No, 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 no. She's she's in the bathtub. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great shot. That's yeah, and shot. and to me that kind of like that kind of proves like her view of him is kind of 
you know, subpar. Mm. Washy, if you would. Um, did you guys enjoy the fishbowl lens though? I didn't notice it. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, see that, that's one thing, like that's a choice that he made that I didn't get. Which part had the fishbowl lens? Um, it was a no, couple no, shots or a couple scenes. Not, not a fishbowl lens. Uh, he shoots through the fishbowl and oh, you see the like, yeah. I was thinking like, you know, the old skate videos. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of that like actual fishbowl lens. Or like um, the lone, lonely ice get everything's better through a fish islands. Or fish islands. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. Um yeah, the fishbowl lens was fine. It was cool. Is <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I didn't think any of it. Um, Kyle, did you have any feelings about this um about this segment, this story? Um, no, it's the one I like the least. Um I I don't have any thoughts. Additional than what we already talked about. Okay. And Brendan, if you were to rank this. If I were to rank it, uh I would probably put this at the third third spot. Same. Yeah. 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 Unanimous. You'll love to see it. All right. Although so I, I will say it it was cool. Uh I thought it was kind of dope when he the scene of him deforming his face. Oh yeah, I mean the ending is great when he he gets the like the fire poker, burns his face, and then he accidentally stabs her in the neck, and she's just bleeding out. That was a really cool you know, moment. I think Honestly, the ending. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was gonna say for a hot second, I really thought that they were gonna do like a little time twist because at the beginning when she's talking to like the therapist or whatever, and she's talking about being taken by the deformed man, I thought that um everything that we were seeing was going to be uh Shokichi actually turns out to be the deformed man. That's what I thought was going to happen. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been dope. Um that was my last thought, sorry. And I was just going to say that um I think that the ending to all three uh were the strongest parts of each episode was was the endings. But I agree. Especially this last one. Holy freaking moly um the best story in my opinion thoughts thoughts i thought i called the twist at the end um like a fake twist twist. well no i so what i thought was could have happened when that was kind of playing out is i thought it was going to be a double whammy twist where she's like yeah this is your daughter blah 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 and he gets in the mode to want to kill this kid and so he kills the kid and then finds out that she was lying and she hired the girl to pretend to be the sister and she, she actually kills his own kid that was an incest. Like, I thought it was going to be a play on a twist on a twist, but then it wasn't. But Yeah, no, it was just his, his daughter. Yeah, it was just his, his daughter. But um, yeah, that was fucked. That was fucked up. It was cool. I actually enjoyed the twist. Insane. Uh, but before we get to that, because that's a, that's a pretty big part, um... Let's do the beginning, um, which I thought, I mean, I think this entire story is very strong. There's a lot of great scenery. Um, it's pretty insane, uh, especially the bull scene. I mean, the beginning when um, the evil tyrant ruler, he lassos that just random woman and carries her along his, uh, his horse there. Any thoughts on that? 
Does that kind of set the stage? Brendan, I'll let you take this one. Um, maybe I'm forgetting the first part then, because all I remember is the bulls. Like that, that's the first part of what I remember. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. So the bulls, um, he's doing this game where, well, game to him where he lets all these prostitutes or whores, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) I was was talking about the scene before that, but we can go into the whole scene. If you guys don't remember. So yeah, whatever scene before that you're talking about, I don't remember that. Okay, that's fair. I mean, the transitions between the stories are very um, unclear. So which scene are you talking about? Oh, we, we can just skip it. Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's go to the, uh, the bull scene, though. Um, well shot. Well shot, in my opinion. And also a very smart torture scenario. Um, just in, like, movie thought process. Um, he throws these women in a... Well, to add on to what Kyle was saying, he throws these women uh, wearing red kimonos in a bullpen. And then he just lets the bulls go at her. I love the blood that they use. It's like straight 60s, 70s Technicolor, like bright, bright red blood. Same thing they do in like Dawn of the Dead. I love it. Yes. Uh, That scene was fucked. But then again, they, he, it led to them like another excuse for everybody to get naked on screen. Like, let's all dress them in red. What's the one way they're going to get saved? Take off your clothes. Very smart, though. Very smart. Yeah. Gotta give yeah. props for that. Yeah, that's pretty so. great. Um, I do agree with Kyle. The the um red in the blood is pretty amazing, and there's a lot of blood. Like this movie gets very gory all of a sudden. Um, and the the shots are really well done. Um, he uses like mechanical bulls at times, or I guess like prop bulls, so he can go in and uh, actually like do punctures on the women, which is really cool to see um brennan your thoughts on this scene uh <clears throat> yeah i thought that the bull scene i like the flaming horns um, oh yeah i thought that was cool but uh i mean the the shibari torture scene is kind of on point so i i, I think that the bull scene is a nice lead into what comes next. Nice. Um, I'll be right back. Oh, I'll be right back. Do, do we sorry. want to take a break? A uh, quick break. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we are taking a, an official re- ruminations of red rum break. Uh, please the, listen the to this break. The th- yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, thick, the thick, girthy piss break. Please listen to a word from our sponsors. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on ruminationsradionetwork.com. Um, welcome back, folks. Um, guys, how was your pee? How was your pee break? Excellent. Good to hear. Thick. Thick. Um, so this next scene, I actually didn't have any notes. Um, Brendan, you seem pretty excited about it. Um, so I'll let you take it away. 
<laughs> Do you want to know what my three notes are for this? This whole one story or just this scene? for for just for just the third okay. short third film. Uh Shibari torture. He fucked his daughter. C section. Um <laughs> those are my notes. <laughs> I mean that is that's what it is. Um <laughs> or I should have put K section for katana. Um, yes, K section. But uh yeah, no, I the Shibari scene it is what it is. It's an attractive Japanese lady suspended in ropes and she gets tortured. Um I guess you can't really say tortured because she thoroughly enjoys it. This is true. She does enjoy. Um this torture scene is actually in a couple other of his films. Um so Brennan, if you like this one, I can recommend more. Um Kyle I think I can find a few of those on the uh, on the internet. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> mom. Tasteful ones. More tasteful ones, I mean. Brennan's mom, cover your ears. <laughs> she should just you should just tell her not to listen to this. Yeah, for, the, for the love of God. None of our mothers should be listening to this episode. <laughs> um Brendan, or sorry, Kyle, with a K. Did you like this scene? Or <laughs> which scene are we talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, the suspended naked woman scene. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like no. I didn't like it, but um, I did appreciate the lighting in this scene, Ooh. especially the way he did the shadows around the center of the room to only kind of highlight them, but he made it look like the room was dark with only like light coming in from the top left portion and shining down on just them. And it looked really cool. Um, so that imagery was dope. Uh, the scene itself though, I think this, uh, was a good, this, okay. So this was a scene where I actually think the nudity served a purpose because it's basically showing, how deranged this man is and the stuff that he's into that he's willing to go to the lengths of torturing this girl to fulfill his pleasures. He finally finds a girl that is into the same thing. So this is like a very heightened moment for him. And so this is, you know, this is a scene done well and I appreciate it. Yeah. His facial expressions, the Lord, the tyrant, are absolutely amazing throughout this whole story. Um, I think he actually has some really great acting in this uh, in this story, and I think my favorite, probably of the, of the film. Um, but let's see, boo boo boo, blood everywhere, holy fuck! That was for the. Uh, that was for the bull scene. Oh, mirror scene. My goodness. Oh, yeah. They, they completely golden eye her. They did. I thought the same thing. Oh, is that in golden eye? Which movie came first? It's not in golden eye, but. Oh. Is it gold? No, it's uh, it's the one with the uh, gold. Oh, they just Connor, Connor. Just, yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The gold girl, which actually might have come before so. this. It probably did. Um, I thought this scene was, it looked fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, all the mirrors surrounding her, it felt, it felt very isolated. Um, I feel like this is a great, another great, like, torture device 
if I was in this position, I would probably go insane within like a day. I would have to look at the floor only. <laughs> what did you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I didn't get the purpose of it, but I thought that it was definitely interesting. I mean, it was to humiliate her and put her in a torture chamber. I don't know. I think she kind of looked pretty, pretty dope in gold lead paint. You think she felt pretty dope, though? I'd be feeling myself. <laughs> in the chamber, or... <laughs> Who knows? I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, like to, to, like, to open your eyes means to see yourself slowly passing away, and, you know, Ooh. the reality of that is, is, is scary. And she did look dope, though, in the gold paint. That's all I'll say. What... Is there a reference? I feel like I remember at one point someone mentions that she has lead poisoning. That's after. Yeah. That's so when I, the doctor's cleaning her off. He's like, okay, yeah. How'd you get all this lead poisoning? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> that, that, that made it's a me a long laugh. story. But, um, uh, can we get to the C section? Yes, okay. we can. Um, leading up to this scene, to, like again towards the doctor, um, he's like, "Oh, where'd you get all the slug poisoning?" He's like, "Well, she's like, um, well, you like, uh, you're Dutch. You studied in Dutch, right? Like, is that a thing? What did what did he study? Yeah, I studied in Dutch. He's a doctor, but studied Dutch. Books, Were they talking about w w like Western medicine? Because yeah, yeah, to yeah. learn anatomy, and he's never done anatomy before because it was banned <laughs> in Edo. He has he has that one thing on his wall that's all in English, and it's pointing to the baby and just says fetus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say as we, as we've been talking about it, I have been noticing a few goofy things about it. Yeah, um, intentionally goofy though. I, I don't know if that was intentional, yeah. but I, I laughed when I saw the the fetus uh, diagram on the wall. Um, so she gives him she gives the doctor like an out says, hey, I have an idea. Let's uh, let's get you a body to explore. So she sets up a an arrangement with the the tyrant to um, play this game where there is no game at all. But six months later, she needed six month time to pr to prep the game, which makes sense. You know, the baby's going to be growing soon. Um, she then tells the tyrant that that is her his daughter, and she formed the daughter to his needs and sexual desires. So she was plotting this grand evil scheme all along, and then. He the tyrant just wants to see if the baby is perfectly fine or if he's a beast. And this is the cue for the K section. Brendan, you seem the most excited. Hit me with it. My thought is, why wouldn't you just wait for the baby to come out? And then if it is deformed, then you just, you know, you know, give a little shake. Right? He was a very evil man. Um, I don't think. Yes. He <laughs> well, back then. Well, the back then, I don't know for sure, but they probably believed that incest was, I mean, incest is 
Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> don't, don't make yeah, I'm gonna say, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> what I will say, what I will say is he thought he was gonna have a demon baby if, you know... That's fair. If it was incest. So, if they would have waited for the baby to come out, then he would have saw that it would have been fine and wouldn't driven him mad prior to this whole thing. So, she was That's trying fair. to play a psychological warfare with this guy. Um... But no, it, it's like uh, that whole scene, that whole scene where she's like, hey, she's your daughter. Like that whole scene is really tense. And then the the discourse between the Lord and the doctor, um, it was rapid. It was back and forth, just like uh, super distressing. And um, yeah, the doctor takes his sword and cuts her uh, top to bottom. Takes that baby right out. I'm just gonna say it. Incest is bad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I we can I'm, all agree I don't with know that, why Kyle. Censor myself on that one, but go ahead. You're a saint. <laughs> As someone who's been watching the wrong turn movies, I agree. I also agree. <laughs> Hillbilly horror, though, great mm. genre. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff's great. Better than Pinky? Who knows? yeah who knows completely different but um yeah this end scene was insane i did not think that they were gonna go there until they went there and he cut the because i i I don't know i just didn't think that it would show like him cutting the stomach open and pulling out the baby like oh i did as soon as they uh switched to the camera shot of showing the girl's belly i was like oh that is a fake ass looking belly he's yeah. about to stab that shit yeah for sure and it happened it was cool i'm glad it happened because yeah, that too. was an amazing scene yeah i agree and in my notes i said incest nunny <laughs> <laughs> understandable um uh yeah, so so that, that baby's six months old so that thing is definitely taken out of the womb prematurely well no i think well because she we don't really know the time frame because we only know that they waited six months from when she was painted gold but the other girl was probably pregnant prior to that Right, like, yeah, um, because I mean, there was she like, had to have been right, yeah, like there was a a few months leading up to when the girl was tortured that the like the other girl was pregnant, right, I think we could all just assume that, right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, <cow. laughs> cool, yeah, um. What do you guys think about the end shot? I, that was another one that I was like, dang. Not not only the fire, like, completely burning the um, the kingdom, but, like, him carrying the baby out across the bridge. I thought that was a beautiful shot and a beautiful end to the film. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice. I think that the end shot of the first one is probably my favorite end shot. Same. Which is the... Oh, the... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman getting um in a barrel, yeah. Yeah, that was but, really uh, this director has an affinity for fields because the end shot of the first and the second one take place in a field. And this one, I mean, it's on a bridge, presumably leading to a field. Yeah. 
Simply <laughs> leading to a field. <laughs> That's good stuff. You don't know that. Maybe they could have just stopped on the bridge. Um, and that's the conclusion of Orgies of Edo. I do have a quick question before we go into uh, final thoughts and rating. Um, but what are your first impressions of Tara Ishii? The director. I, I don't have, I, hmm. hey, Brendan, can you go first? Yeah. Um, he obviously understands how to work the camera and to use the camera to tell a story. Um, it's just a shame that I didn't care about the stories he was telling. God, see, that's why I have him go first, man. He just, he's a fucking poet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mirror that completely. I'm like he he obviously can make a movie. I don't like how he did he write this as well? Um I can get that information for you, Kyle, right away. I would be interested to see more things from him. Does he only make mm. like pinky films though? No. Is that the only thing he makes? He did write this uh, along with another person. Um no, he was Big in the um, Yakuza films as well. Um, I would like to branch out into more of his other genres, but I mean, uh, one that's on your watch list is the blind, the blinds, ugh, the blind woman's curse, starring um, Miko Kaji, and that's a very, very tamed film. It will again, though. It's not because I don't think I can enjoy a pinky film. I think. I don't think the way he did this pinky film mm. was like I, let, I liking. Don't think, I don't think a lot of the scenes warranted the nudity and the sex. Yeah. Like it just didn't. And so if if that's just his style of a pinky film, or is, if that's just a pinky film, or two separate things, but based on just seeing this one, and this is the only one I know, yeah, I just don't feel like a lot of the scenes were warranted. So. I'd like to see something else that doesn't have sex forced in every scene. Yeah, no, he's a very um, diverse director. Cool. I think you, I think you would like the one that's on your watch list. Uh, before we continue, actually, though, uh, I did reach out to our Discord group at Ruminations of Red Room just to try to get some questions from a few people that are in the discord and we got some questions guys. Oh, really? So if the audience would ever like to um, have their questions read on the cast and be a part of the show, join our discord, join our community, say hello, talk about horror movies. We have an awesome discord, man. Ruminations of Red Room. It's open. You could join. Um, This first question is from Casper who recently watched Origins, Orgies of Edo. No. Um, Interesting. He says, and I quote, although it doesn't go into detail, what do you think Okan, is that how you say his name? Okan did with the dogs, which led to her being punished and, t- and painted gold. Where did those dogs go, guys? What? I know of the dogs. Um, what was the deal with the dogs? Kissed them on the lips. <laughs> He was so angry that the dogs were giving her pleasure that he was willing to kill the girl, but 
what do you think he did to the dogs? I'll rephrase the question. Oh, what he did to the dogs. <laughs> yeah. What can I imagine him doing to the dogs? Catherine, I'm sorry. Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, we're going to go on to another question. <laughs> I can I can spit something okay, out for okay, you. Okay, okay. Right, good. I, I can imagine him painting the dogs gold and throwing them <laughs> into a chamber <laughs> of mirrors and saying, bad dogs, bad. Oh, that would, dog. Could you imagine? That would fuck a dog up so much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more, though. Um, he wouldn't hurt a dog. I don't believe that. Just mentally terrify a dog. <laughs> <laughs> One more question. What type of responses do you think Taro Ishii received after releasing this film in 1969? I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, this genre was a pretty big hit. So I don't know what, how well it was re received, but I know that this one did make quite a bit of money. Fair enough. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you for those lovely questions. Thank you, Casper. Thank you, Casper. Casper Mattress. Use our code of Red Rum. Not a sponsor. But we're going to get into final thoughts here. Um, I'd like to hear from Kyle first. If that's okay. Since Kyle always goes last, I, f I figure, you know what? Let's put him up to bat. Yeah, so I'll kind of repeat myself a little bit. <clears throat> I like the topics and themes he was trying to tackle with the mental health and blind love and the dramatization. Oh, nailed it, baby! Of the Edo period. Um, and how there was actually a lot wrong with it. But I don't think that with this being a quote-unquote pinky film, it's my first one, I don't think a lot of the sex and nudity was warranted, which made it feel forced and hollow. I thought there were some cool shots. And... I do like some scenes. The acting was really was really good, actually. Um, but it just... The whole movie just felt forced. And... Uh, I'm going to give it a 62%. Cool. Way higher than I thought. Um, Kyle. I mean, Brendan. <laughs> Kyle, you're up. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's some interesting shots in it. Um, I, I don't even know. It's just, I just so thoroughly don't care for films about rape unless they're trying mm -hmm. to make a point or they mean something. And I feel like the rape in this didn't mean anything where I, I kind of uh, compare this to a Serbian film where, yes, a Serbian film is abhorrent and disgusting and full of gross things. It has a statement to make. And I think that the direction in that film is strong enough to get that statement out there, whereas this film it just kind of felt like when he was writing, he was like, okay, now it's been two pages. Uh, show me 10 pairs of boobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything pages. just, yeah, he, he, 
that'd be after like a paragraph it's been two words show me boobs um <laughs> two words boobs so yeah and just the, the subject matter kind of really uh didn't do it for me i could understand how people would enjoy movies like this um they're just not necessarily for me so i would have to give it a 60 percent all right 60 percent i I will say I am very, very disappointed that they didn't show any dong. And there was one scene where it looked like they were going to, and they bitched out. And I got really pissed off about it, but go ahead. Oh, it was such a tease, too. Yeah, dude. I was like, okay, they're finally going to equal playing field. Here we go. And then the guy turns around, and then it cuts, and I was like, oh, you pussies. (laughs) (laughs) You pussies. Come on, man. That would be distasteful. Actually... Now, I guess saying pussy in a negative way is also distasteful, so I apologize. (laughs) All right, I'm up. Um, I think that this is probably in my top 10 pinky films from what I've seen. It's it's very (laughs) weird, very um, extremely unnecessary, and something that um, I am very glad to have watched i think it has some great scenes some uh it's it's well directed uh, i do like tara ishii as a director um and leading the this was the last one that i've that i seen not true but it's one of the last ones that i've seen so leading up to that this was kind of like the cherry on top it was um it's very unnecessary and something that it's it, it, again it's like going to the zoo I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I can see it from a distance <laughs> and experience some weird stuff from a weird mind. Um so I'm going to give this a 89%. <laughs> so you dropped it from a four and a half stars, huh? To a four? Yeah. Interesting. We changed your opinion once again. <laughs> <laughs> By one point. It was it was at a 90. Um, but I was like on the teeter there um so that is, is an official ruminations of red rum score of 70 percent should we just say now that uh this podcast does not condone rape because that's a pretty high score for a lot of rape um obviously we don't brendan obviously we don't okay but if it needs to be said that is an official Red rum. Uh, what are we? What are we doing with that? Fact statement. Statement. There, that's better. We do not condone rape, nor do we celebrate it, or have anything to do with it. All right. Don't rape. All hey, right. Uh, Who's ready for fresh or frozen? Yes. <laughs> Give it to me, <laughs> Mitch. Hit that music. Do we have music for Fresh Frozen? We do. Do you listen to our <laughs> Is it fresh? Is it right? I don't know. Is it right? Is it right? There you go. I also didn't do the time machine because 1969 was such a weird year, and I, I guarantee none of us have seen like more than three movies from that year. Wait, I looked up the movies. I don't think I I've seen them. one of them besides this. Exactly. So it wasn't even worth mentioning. Um, maybe for historical events, but meh. Fuck. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> do some digging in real quick. Ooh, Eye of the Cat? What are you talking about? You never seen Eye of the Cat? What about, uh, oh, I don't know, a little movie called Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, that was 69? Actually, I don't know. I actually don't I know. I don't think it was. Oh. Now I'm looking it up. Moving on. Fresh or frozen? Are you contestants it is ready? It is not. So, Night of the Living Dead, 1969. Yes, I'm ready. Go ahead. Was it 60s? It yeah. feels like 69. 69. No, 69. Uh, nice. Uh, Night of the Living Dead was 60s. Dawn of the Dead was 70s. Day of the Dead was 80s. And then they skipped the 90s. But... Nice. Contestants, are you ready? Brendan, are you ready? I'm ready. Kyle, is this your first time? It is my first time. I'm excited. Oh, my God. You're popping that cherry. I'm excited. Oh. Two, two episodes or twice in one episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that necessary? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice one episode, doing it. Twice in one episode. Was that um, inappropriate for me to say? Um, number one. Fearing bad publicity, an innkeeper and his family bury the bodies of their ill-fated guests themselves. Genre: comedy, horror, musical fantasy. Uh, fresh. Fresh as well, yeah. Is that final? Final. Yeah. It is fresh. We are moving on to percentage. Oh, I'm like 90% sure I know what this is. Um, 72. Damn it. I was going to say 70. Okay. I think Brendan knows what this is, but. I don't know what it is. Is it? You are both incorrect. Is Ah. it dead in breakfast? It is not. It is. Director Takashi Mike's The Happiness of the Karakiris. Oh, oh, I know that one too. I only know it by the cover, <laughs> and I love the cover of it. <laughs> that is unbelievable. It did, it did actually. Um, one of my favorite directors of all time, Takashi Mike, uh, known for, you know what, we're not going to say what he's known for because we're going to cover one of his movies uh, later in this month. So get ready for that. Um, Why can't we say it? <laughs> Because uh, also on uh, Rotten Tomatoes website, oh, when I click on the director, it'll show like what movies they've been in if they've been like in it as an actor. So I, I ain't like gonna it. look anything up. I ain't gonna look anything up. Yeah, like the it. killer. Yeah, he directed that. Anyways, uh, so two, one point each. Cool. One point each. Number two. Are you ready? Yes. I was born ready. Hi. A teenager discovers an electric pylon growing out of his back and is soon forced to battle cyborg vampires over the future of humanity. Genre comedy, horror, sci-fi. This movie sounds dope as fuck and all yeah, right? my four years in high school, but um, I'm going go to go, go fresh. I'm going to go fresh. So Kyle goes fresh. Brennan, you're going rotten? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Because, Kyle, you're moving on to the next round. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Boo-boo-boo. Kyle, give me that percentage. You know what? I'm feeling frisky about this one. I'm going to go 69, baby. 69. Oh, my goodness. Are you, is, are you locking that in? I'm locking it in. That's incorrect. It is Fuck. 79. Oh. Director Shinya Tsukamoto. 
You've probably heard me talk about him. Uh, known for Tetsuo, the Iron Man. This oh, is I saw, that. I saw that guy. Yes, you have. Ooh, this is yeah. the Adventures of Denshu Kozu okay. from 1987. Also a movie I own. Also a Japanese movie. Also a horror comedy. I'm like a theme going here. Going on number question. Number question. Question number three. I love number questions. <laughs> Real zombies attack a hack director and a film crew who are shooting a low-budget zombie film in an abandoned World War II facility. Fresh. Say it again. Real zombies attack a hack director and a film crew who are shooting a low-budget zombie film in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility. Genre horror comedy. Kyle, you've, you've had to have seen this. I don't think I have. Oh, you would love but, this movie. But but most Wouldn't horror he... comedies. See, here's the thing. Here's the problem. No, with this, no one. this movie's amazing. We'll see. Amazing? Okay. okay, well, fresh. Yeah. That's my answer now. But also, <laughs> um... <laughs> good job, Brendan. The thing with horror comedies are most most are really good. Actually, mm-hmm. horror, horror comedy actually blends together pretty well. Um, but yes, I don't know if he's bluffing me, but I'm gonna go fresh. You are both correct. Okay. Moving on to the next round, you both get the point. Give me that percentage. Hey, since you pretty much handed me that one, do you want me to guess the percentage first? Uh, well, I was going to give... I don't know if this will be helpful. I know that critics-wise, it sits at a 100%, but I don't know what it is. Do you audience-wise. research like Rotten Tomatoes? Are you like on that website 24-7? Or, no, like, I right? fucking love this. This movie is fucking great. God, you're you're making me want to watch it. I don't know what it is, but I love zombies. It is. Um, I'm gonna give it a 75 for audience. Locking Uh, in. uh, I'm gonna go 79. Interesting. You're both incorrect. Uh, It is at 86 percent. It is 2017's one cut of the dead. One cut, oh, like one, like one cut, one, one cut, one cut of the dead, directed by Shinichiro Uida. Uida. Oh, you just watched that, didn't you? I did, yeah. That movie um, is so cool. Okay, I'm adding it to the watch list, guys. The the first time I saw that movie, I was completely. Oh, it's already away. on my watch list. <laughs> cool. Well, a lot of people love it, but. It's, mm, I don't know. Mm, yeah. meh, meh, I, I, meh. Think I, li- I think I like the gimmick of it. I like the gimmick of it as well. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, th- I think that out of everything, that's what made me like really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's got an average of four, so dope. Which is insane. I just, it's, it's so high. Um, question number four, final question. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Two scruffy pals backwoods. Sorry. Two scruffy pals backwoods vacation takes a bloody turn when ignorant college students mistake them for a pair of murderous hillbillies. See, now, oh. when, I, now when I know what the movie is, I just feel like you're Ian's going to think I'm cheating. I'll go first. Fresh. Yeah. That movie's Brennan, hella fresh. 
Yeah, you guys both know this movie. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that is correct. Guess the percentage. Took that one from you, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> you did great. Uh, I'm gonna say eighty. That's that's a good call. That's a good call. This is a great movie. I think it might be a little higher, dude. Honestly. Oh, actually, I don't know. Because you got to go... you got to think about the non horror fans that are rating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, how do you think there's no strategy to this game? I mean, you're crazy, bro. I'm gonna go. Uh, it there's no way it's above eighty seven. Would uh, you guess, Brandon? Eighty. Eighty. That's solid, dude. Yeah, that's a solid guess. I hate to copy it, so I'm not going no, to. You, you can take it. I won't be. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. So the question is higher or lower. Yeah, that is the question, man. I think... 82! 82! 82%. I think it's a little higher. That's insane. It is... 85%. You you are both correct. Kyle, you take this episode's Fresher Frozen (laughs) game. Yeah. Four to three. How do you feel? Nice. I, I feel great. First of all, I'd like to thank the man upstairs. Without him, I wouldn't be here to answer those questions correct. And uh, I'd like to thank my mom, too. Shout out to Kyle's mom, because we don't give her enough love and respect. So um, without her uh, giving birth be to me, non-incest, none of this would be possible. <laughs> Wait, and can- I'm just glad to be on the board, guys. I'm glad to be on the board. So, And the, the movie, in case anybody was wondering, was Tucker and Dale You're versus dead. Evil. Yeah. Fucking, oh, I, 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 I love that? it. No. Oh, I'm that sorry. A- Genre horror comedy. Tucker vs. Dale. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Two, 2010. Alan Tudyk is so good. Which is also weird that you pick that with the mix of the other ones because he totally broke from the theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess, well, comedy horror, I guess. But. So it's really hard to find Japanese horror films. They're they're practically non-existent on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. With a score. Like, I tried to find more Ishii films, but they were, like, either 100% or, like, didn't have a score. Fair enough. So. And with that, final send-offs. Kyle. (laughs) With a king. I just want to say, because he never asked me, uh, no, I would not add this movie to my collection. I did ask you. No, you didn't. I did. <laughs> That's it. Brendan. The new blood. I think you mean the comeback king. Uh, comeback king. God, I'm going to listen to that right now. Uh, I know, right? Um, my send-off is everyone go listen to Comeback King by Corey Feldman. He is a deeply disturbed person and <laughs> he needs our love more than ever. So just just go give him a go give his new song a like on YouTube. Please give him love. Me. Give him love. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the K section. <laughs> of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here be sure to follow us on instagram at ruminations of red rum and 
on Twitter. Tweet, tweet. At of Red Rum. OF Red Rum. And please subscribe to our iTunes and Spotify. And make sure to hit us up with a review. Give us a rating if you're feeling generous. That being said, I am your host, Ian Withany. And Mike, this one's for you. I know you're going to enjoy this one, buddy. So, how about it?